0: That digs into the unusual, unorthodox, and downright unsettling beliefs found at the depths of the internet in the heights of paranoia. I'm your host, Dylan, and with me is the intrepid and irregular
1: Brent. Irregular. All right. Irregular. That's that's kind of a standard one there we used.
0: Yeah, a little standard. Uh, I I was thinking irregular in terms of your bowel movements. Yes, that is correct. You know, going with the potty humor that the kids love so much. Um but I like it's a double entendre. Yes, yes. Uh, so yeah, you know, I'm trying to make it more subtle, more fun. Good.
1: And happy Labor Day everyone.
0: Oh, uh, happy Labor Day. This isn't hard work at all.
1: <laughs> yes. And you know, you know, at least the time we're recording this, obviously it's not Labor Day when you're listening to this. So
0: Yeah, I mean, so if it's Labor Day today, you'll be getting this episode probably by Thanksgiving. <laughs> I'm hoping, you know, based on my inability <laughs> To get things out on time.
1: Yes, we're busy.
0: <clears throat> and we also have a bit of an unusual one uh, this yes. uh, this week. We decided to go for a, a bit different tack. We're talking about Russia. Hey, Russia. Russia. The Ruskies. Yes. It makes sense to do this on Labor Day. Yeah, Now that I think about it. Yep. They're all about not working hard, <laughs> not pulling yourselves up by your bootstraps. That's right. Just giving out bread. <laughs> but yeah, we're uh, we're talking about the Russia investigation. It's been on, you know, the news and social media and all that stuff pretty much every day for a while and I think we were debating about whether this was in our purview but you know at the end of the day it's our podcast that's right we could talk about whatever we want yeah crystal skulls
1: Russia the Bible doesn't matter we'll talk about it
0: yeah it doesn't matter we'll talk about it and it's certainly unorthodox and certainly unsettling (laughs)
1: it's true Yes.
0: so it seems I think given that yeah it's perfectly fair so the Russia investigation uh, we should say our sources we got the main source I think we're using is a the i think pbs Newshour, hour in particular yeah they put out this gigantic russia investigation timeline it's pretty intense yeah it's a, just a giant spreadsheet a few other things new york times big news mm. um they have their own timeline a bunch of people have these kinds of things and so we're kind of mixing and matching as we see fit so where should where are we beginning this week
1: well this is the so the first part of this podcast we're going to talk about the attempted papadopoulos meeting Um, uh, papadopoulos big Papa. Oh, yeah. So we're going to uh, start with May 26, 2016. Good day. Yes, good times. This is when Donald Trump clinches the GOP nomination for president.
0: So, how is that, that defined? Is that like when Ted Cruz drops out, or is that, do you know if that was the convention? I don't,
1: uh, probably the convention, I would guess. I'd have to Google that to okay. make sure. But yeah, that, that scene, yeah, clinches. That would probably be the convention right where they were yeah it's like it's over it's over yeah it's over and i mean then, it was
0: over when he descended down those golden el- uh, escalators that's true. that's you know we knew it knew it
1: took a while to get down it was kind of slow it's like here we go
0: yeah i mean that's why because he knew how important it was and he knew how yes. consequential it was that's why he had he actually had the escalators <laughs> slowed down for that event that's a little known fact
1: <laughs> that's pretty good stuff oh yeah so, however, there's another important date to note exactly 30 days prior to April 26, 2016. George Papadopoulos, a member of Trump's foreign policy advisory panel during the 2016 presidential campaign, was informed by Professor Mifsud from London, who... What ties to the Russian government, that Russians had thousands of emails that would be very damaging for Democratic candidate Hillary Clinton.
0: Yeah, and we should know um, this was a r- like the original information came from Papadopoulos himself when he, he talked to the FBI. And originally, this Professor Mifsud, I don't know if... I actually don't know if it's 100% known if it was this Mifsud guy, because in the documents Mm -hmm. it just says the professor. Yeah. But I think eventually we figured out it was this uh, Mifsud guy. I think he is Maltese, if I want to, I think, when I did this research. If you haven't read the Big Papa court documents, Mm. uh, you got to read them. It's pretty (laughs) great. Like watching the FBI like handle a less than, you know, a less than formal approach to answering these questions. If I had to put it that way, (laughs) because according to the court documents, uh, Papadopoulos lied, unfortunately. (laughs) And what he said about the professor, he said he was a quote, a nothing And, quote, just a guy talking up connections or something. It says that in the (laughs) documents. Those are in quotes. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Really throwing this Mifsud guy under the bus. Yeah. You know, this guy is trying to help you out, trying to help you win an election. (laughs) Oh, he's just some guy, whatever. (laughs) As if. (laughs) That's rude. It is. Also, kind of a note, you know, before we go any further, um, George Papadopoulos is actually younger than both of the hosts of this very podcast. Wow. Yeah. You know, hashtag never too young for treason.
1: That's right. You know. And also, I love it when you call me Big Papa. Put your hands in the air if you're a true player.
0: Oh, that's a good song.
1: <laughs> I think it's how it's said, too, in the song. Notorious B.I.G. It's good stuff. I watched the video the other day. It's a good mm-hmm,
0: one. Good one, good one. He died, I think. He did. He was murdered. He was murdered.
1: Yeah, he was murdered. Terrible. Uh, my favorite line, though, is, To all the ladies in the place with style and grace, allow me to lace these lyrical douches in your bouches. <laughs> <laughs> That's a real stretch to get that to rhyme. I'm just going to have to say. are like douches, dushes, douches in your bushes. So, you know, <laughs> just keep that in mind. I like
0: dushes in your bushes. <laughs> <laughs> just pronounce them both wrong. Dushes in your bushes.
1: <laughs> oh, God. So, anyway, moving on. Enough of that. Enough of uh, old MTV, uh, whatever that was, MTV uh, Movie Awards or whatever. I forget. What was the name of the MTV 120 Minutes? Do you remember that?
0: I do. Uh, that was the alternative one, though. Yes. I think it was Yo MTV Raps. That's
1: it. Was, right. uh, Yo Yo Raps. Raps was the hip hop show. Yes, that's correct. Anywho, um, so on June 1st, 2016, Papadopoulos sends out an email to a high-ranking Trump campaign official, as well as the campaign supervisor regarding a Trump meeting with Russian officials.
0: One of the really annoying things about, again, this comes from the court documents from the FBI, right? is that there are no names attached. Like, literally, <laughs> high-ranking campaign official is, an all is you know, capitalized like it's a proper name. And so as campaign supervisor, I assume that's not their names. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um I've i gotta I assume
0: those are placeholders
1: yeah i guess i mean there is a person called reality winner so oh yeah, that's maybe. that's true that's, you know
0: <laughs> oh man
1: mr supervisor meet mr
0: <laughs> official who knows that could be their names
1: yeah they could fall in love um oh, they so could <laughs> fall in love that's true All right. June 19th, 2016. Papadopoulos writes a high ranking Trump campaign official that the Russians would meet with him off the record in place of Trump if Trump isn't an option. I really like
0: Papadopoulos like, oh, if he can't, you know, I could do it, you know, just like really. I mean, he wants to do it. He wants to Mm -hmm. prove his mettle.
1: That's right. You know, he wants to get credit
0: for this. Clearly. Exactly. Of course, he throws the professor under the bus as soon as he can. But, you know, (laughs) he wants to, you know, if Trump can't do it, you know, maybe I could do it. Yeah. It's kind of like Dick Cheney being on the vice presidential like committee for Bush. And then, you know, it turns out no one else could do it but me. You know, it's kind of like it's kind of <laughs> like that.
1: <laughs> oh, I miss Dick Cheney. Anyway, oh, um, just kidding. So August 15th, 2018, Sam Clovis, Trump's national campaign co-chairman, encourages Papadopoulos to attend an off record trip to Russia if feasible,
0: if feasible, if feasible.
1: Feasible I want to know what took
0: record. so long because it was, you know, there was it yeah, took it was a, a couple months. months.
1: I know I was thinking that too. It went from June 19th to August 15th.
0: Yeah, and apparently kind of in between those dates, you know, Papadopoulos, he was trying to contact uh, he had the, it was a uh, Russian MFA contact, which I believe right, is uh, a yeah. Ministry of Foreign Affairs. Oh, okay. And they were again trying to coordinate this meeting, like what took him so long? I mean, yeah, this is it's it's 20 little... it's 2018. <laughs> oh, no, this is 2016 actually. Oh. I think this is a mistake. <laughs>
1: Yeah, Not- that's sick <laughs> oh. It's like, wow <laughs> Whoa <laughs> It only took him um, two, yeah, two years and two months
0: Uh, yeah, um, that's a long time but you yeah. know we've got the internet now. We've got Wi-Fi. I don't know what's exactly. I mean, I assume they it have. have I sooner. assume they can afford airfare. It's not you know. Yeah. I'll I'll be out there next month. But you know, waiting for that Spirit Airlines discount to cook in. <laughs> you know, I think. I don't know what took them so long. Yeah. And you know what's really sad is Big Papa couldn't do it. <laughs> you know, with all these months of planning, talking to this MFA contact, you just couldn't get it done. This meeting never took place. Sad, really. To think of what could have been.
1: you going to be here for a while. I'm going to call my crew. You call your crew. We can rendezvous at the bar around two.
0: Is that more notorious that is straight B.I.G. From lyrics? The, that's
1: straight from the hit song, I Love It When You Call Me Big Papa.
0: Oh, so, okay.
1: You... Just pepper those right in here throughout this entire... You know... <coughs> I really know it by Your heart.
0: pop culture knowledge is much better than mine. <laughs> I feel very... Yeah, I feel at a disadvantage yeah. here, I have to admit.
1: <laughs> well, here we go. September 16th, 2016. This is when Papadopoulos is in London with an FBI informant who had hired him as an academic consultant and was checking on any relationship with the Trump campaign had with Russia.
0: Yeah, I believe this was the quote-unquote spy, Yeah, if I'm I not mistaken, because so. I think because what about confused this was, yeah, me... Yeah, another
1: person, too. I don't want to say yet. We don't want to spoil who it is.
0: Oh, okay. No, don't want to spoil anything, but because there was... <laughs> Even though because they talk a lot about in the news about the professor right. that was the informant, but I don't think he was talking to... Or is that a spoiler? Now I, don't I can't know. even remember. Um
1: I think when it comes yeah, well, I don't want to talk about that yet. Yeah. We'll see, I guess. We'll yeah, we'll see. Who knows? Even though it's old are news, we... it's gonna be a spoiler somehow. All right. Oh, uh,
0: <laughs> are we I mean, do we just not know what we're talking about? I think or that are might be hiding having... spoilers. <laughs> no. Um <laughs> For our sake and yours, I'm hoping the latter. All right. So Papadopoulos failed. Sad, you know. Womp womp. But there was a successful meeting, and, you know, you got to keep it in the family. Yes. Donald Trump Jr., he got it done. That's right. He had Russian contacts, wanted to bring them in, mm-hmm. get their info. He got it done. Praise be. Praise be. Praise be. He got it done. So going back a little bit. So now this is June 3rd, 2016. Rob Goldstone, a British-born former tabloid reporter and entertainment publicist, the most trustworthy people around, he emailed Donald Trump Jr. on behalf of Amin Agalarov, one of Russia's biggest pop stars. Goldstone uh, tells uh, DT Jr. That's, it's my name for him. You know, I've been calling (laughs) him that for years. He tells him that Amin has incriminating information on Clinton. DT Jr. states that he would meet with Russian officials and says, quote, I love it to their mention of damaging information on Hillary Clinton. Now, a couple things. One, a lot of this is actually, we got a lot of this information from Donald Trump Jr. himself. Mm -hmm. Um, He actually released a lot of, he, he released this whole email chain that he had with Rob Goldstone. Right. And I believe the story was somebody had it and was going to release it. And so he decided to release it on his yeah. own. So that's the first thing about our source for all this. Second, though, can you know, this is all like this huge pop star in Russia. Can you imagine, like, if Putin Jr. got incriminating information on Putin's political enemies from Taylor Swift? That's kind of what this is like. That That's what we're at right now. Like, that's the equivalent to what's going on.
1: I mean, Dylan, you actually might be onto something with Taylor Swift, too. I mean, what she knows. I mean, if you just listen to these prophetic lyrics from Taylor Swift's 2014 hits on Shake It Off, cause the player's going to play, 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 and the hater's going to hate, 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 hate. Baby, I'm going to shake, 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 shake. I shake it off. I shake it off. Heartbreaker's going to break, 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 and the faker's going to Fake, 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 fake shit.
0: Fake. Oh my god!
1: Yeah. See, so Swift's so clearly talking about the enemy of the American people, which is CNN and New York New York Times, obviously. Oh, but.
0: don't forget NBC. So, I think I NBC's know. on the list now.
1: Yeah, that's right. They're Sorry. they're
0: faking videos. It's terrible. That's true. They're really that up in the true. fake game, though. You know, if you're gonna <laughs> fake news, you better all right, go all out. Go all really out. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so June 9th, 2016. So already we can see DT DT Jr. is just moving way faster than, (laughs) you know, Papadopoulos. He really, he should have been talking to that contact. Yeah. So, uh, Natalia V. Veselnitskaya.
1: Yowza. That's a hard one. That is a tough, that's a tough cookie.
0: Natalia V. Veselnitskaya. Nice. A Russian lawyer, thank you. A Russian (laughs) lawyer met with Donald Trump Jr. at Trump Tower um so this is the meeting it happened June 9th so from June 3rd to June 9th like that huh. is that's a w- less than a week yeah is all it took for this to happen so really impressive he's on the ball <laughs> um and so the they meet uh, to talk about what an intercessor promised to be incriminating dirt on Hillary Clinton uh. also at this meeting was Trump's uh, campaign chairman Paul Manafort as well as his son-in-law Jared Kushner during this mm-hmm. meeting Ms Veselnitskaya showed disdain for America's sanctions on Russia oh. Oh, imagine disdain. that. Yeah, can you imagine that? I can. I that nope. that sounds right. I, I can believe that. And I believe um what what's interesting is that they were ostensibly talking about um adoption. Mm-hmm. Apparently, adoption is like code word. So it's kind of like their version of Pizzagate, uh, where so, but instead of like pizza being shorthand for having sex with a child, right? Adoption is shorthand for treason. It's very strange. Uh, um, they have their own they have their own set of codes over there. Okay, that's just how they do things. That's whatever. Huh. All right. So a couple other things happen in June. June's a big month here. June seventh is when Donald Trump, GOP candidate, he announces that he will give a major speech within a few days regarding things that have happened with the Clintons and notice that this is, you know, this is in between, um, June 3rd and June yeah. 9th when the, right. uh, the meeting at Trump tower took place yep. also in June is when some of the other aspects of that are being investigated were going on. So this is when like a phishing expedition took place, fishing with a pH, yeah. a, uh, a bogus website, uh, mimicked a democratic congressional committee fundraising site and it stole donor information. Mm. Um, this is also when fake accounts out of Russia began popping up ads on Facebook. So, um, over the next two years, over 3000 of these ads will be created.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's all it huh. takes. Yeah. Just that. That's, that's that. It. Yeah. It's uh, a, yeah.
0: yeah. There's fake websites and ads on Facebook. Yep. That's all Dumb. you need to win an election in the that's United it.
1: States. Yep. Which
0: really, I it's one thing that's really sad about this is, you know, I don't, I don't want to not put blame on Russia, obviously, but it's kind of sad. I mean, it's just ads. Right. You know, like uh, like a lot of this stuff wasn't, it wasn't like hacking election machines. Right. It was, right. they put dumb ads on Facebook and that helped. But it,
1: it also, yeah, and it definitely shows how much social media means to everybody. It's like insane. I mean, in, in fact, like, you yeah. know, what was it? Like Obama was like kind of the beginning of social media, um, but not even close to this this time.
0: To me, Trump in a lot of ways is like the real first internet president. I agree. Um, Couldn't agree more. You know, people yeah. talk about that with Obama. But I think Trump was the first where it was about interaction with social media and... And changing the, the kind of virtual world that we all live in. Yeah. So I have, or I had a uh, one of my relatives on Facebook who was posting memes about Trump all the time. Mm-hmm. But it, it wasn't Trump believes in these policies, and I like that he's working on them. It wasn't even right. about stuff really about the wall. It was... Trump said something that made Hollywood celebrities mad.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, it was uh, it was about his alteration of social media. Yeah. Um it seems is a, is the attraction of a lot of folks. Um mm-hmm. uh, more than anything else. If anything, that's really the I feel like the impetus for, you know, why he won. Oh. For sure. And why these ads were so effective in the first place. Yep. Which is fun. Mm -hmm. It's fun to think about. But now let's talk about art. You know, we've been talking about social media. So (laughs) June 10th, so this is a day after the Trump Tower meeting, Russian oligarch Eris Agalarov delivers an expensive painting to Trump for his birthday. Ah. Trump writes an affectionate thank you note. He said in response to the gift, I'm rarely at a loss for words, but right now I can only say how much I appreciate your friendship and to thank you for this fantastic gift. This is one birthday that I I will always... Remember, <laughs> um, uh-huh. which is a lot of words when you're at a loss of words. It you is. got a lot of words out there. <laughs> all right. So we have all these meetings. Apparently, there's a whole lot of dirt on Clinton and from the Democratic Party. I wonder wonder how all these Russians got all that information. Do you have
1: any idea, Brent? I do, Dylan. And it's. Oh, thank God. <laughs> and it's called the DNC hat. Oh, man. Yeah. That's
0: like the Democratic National Committee. Yeah. Yeah.
1: They've got all of the information. <laughs> <laughs> so, starting on June 14, 2016, we see that the cybersecurity firm by the name of CrowdStrike, which was hired by the DNC, um announced that it expelled two Russian hacker groups by the names of Cozy Bear and Fancy Bear. Now bears, Good names. a lot of bears. Um and I'm not actually sure the origin of these names. I guess I get the uh, bear reference because of Russia um yeah yeah obviously but um you know i was thinking it, it would have been nice to throw a little american culture in there maybe naming the hacking group uh you know maybe like fozzie bear or something like this i don't know
0: you know why not did these groups name themselves that or did we name
1: them that that's a good question that i don't know that's a really okay. good question
0: because yeah i like the idea of americanizing yeah. it a little bit you know fozzie yeah. bear um you know winnie the pooh bear right
1: um yeah you know
0: because also you know based on, Rux- on what B- i know about hackers mm-hmm. um they're not Cozy or fancy. Right. They're dirty, slimy, hanging out in <laughs> the basement.
1: <laughs> or a billionaire. That's kind of the option. Exactly. If you're yeah. like really good with computers. Yeah. Or it could be somebody sitting in their bed that weighs 400 pounds. You never know, right? Yeah. Oh, spoiler alert. Sorry. Oh, oh boy. Oh, oh. Boy, getting of myself. So, okay. So these two Russian hacking groups penetrated the DNC's systems, gaining access to thousands of confidential documents and emails. CrowdStrike co-founder Dmitry Alkrovich... <laughs> I don't think I got that. Uh, writes that b- <laughs> he writes that both adversaries engage in extensive political and economic espionage for the benefit of the government of the Russian Federation and are believed to be closely linked to the Russian government's powerful and highly capable intelligence services. Wow! Yeah.
0: Also, CrowdStrike is that a more violent version of crowdsourcing?
1: Yes, I think it is. So it's you just, attack the crowd right. instead of get stuff from <laughs> yes, them. Exactly. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> Let's go right after him. Yep. Yeah. So that's good stuff. Now we're looking at uh, the date here, June 15th, 2016. Just one more day. Here we go. Another day in history. Guccifer 2.0. That's not to be confused with Tool Frontman Main James Keenan's Project Pussifer. That's, that's what so. I was thinking
0: of. I was like, I know I've heard
1: that <laughs> no. before. But. It's like... Okay, Pussifer 2.0. Yeah. That should be his album, his next album. So, anyway, the this group claims responsibility for hacking DNC. So, they release a few documents which include the Democratic Party's 200-page tw- opposition research document on Trump. Guccifer 2.0 states on a blog post, quote, the main part of the papers, thousands of files and mails I gave to WikiLeaks. They will publish them soon. So, the U.S. intelligence agencies would later explain that Guccifer 2.0 is the persona, which is used by Russian military intelligence to leak hack documents and emails to various media outlets and WikiLeaks. So, yeah. So, that's Guccifer.
0: Guccifer. Yes. That's a weird... It's I wonder why strange. they chose that name. I
1: don't know. To call themselves. Yeah. That is a weird name. I don't know the...
0: Like, I want to strike fear in the hearts of my enemies via my cyber security attacks.
1: <laughs> yeah, and also, we don't hear very much about Guccifer, you know, the first one. Um, this yeah, is 2.0. Yeah, it wasn't very good. So I think that's clearly the problem. wasn't a good, good That's go when Guccifer
0: at it. was still an alpha. I mean, I think we've we've done the beta <laughs> testing, and right. now we're at Guccifer 2.0, ready to hack Ready to attack.
1: (laughs) Where's CrowdStrike? All right. Um, So, June 21st, 2016 is when Guccifer 2.0 leaks the DNC hacked documents about Hillary Clinton. The same day, Trump fires his campaign manager, Corey... Lewandowski and gives the job to Paul Manafort Paul oh Paul going to Manafort. jail
0: Manafort sorry to spoil <laughs> oh god <laughs> uh, you but I think attention? we all know yeah uh yeah um <laughs> why did he fire him was this related didn't he assault somebody or defend somebody who assaulted somebody <sighs> Am I just defaming his character? No, um, there was some reason for that. Yeah, I remember this. Yeah, I feel like a journalist got attacked, and he was like, "Yeah, whatever."
1: Yeah, there was some. There was some. I don't know. I know what you're talking about. It's like on the fly. Yeah. Here we go. Uh, oh, the New York Times
0: article. Uh
1: oh. Here we go.
0: Let's see what the fake news contingent says about it. Gross. Basically, it looks like uh, people just thought he sucked. Ah. I wouldn't be very good at the job. Right. That's really...
1: Yeah, you know you're bad when Paul Manafort is taking over your position. So it's like, okay, well, that's... that's, My life is... I got to do some uh, really uh, self-searching there. Soul-searching. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you can become a Fox News contributor. That's true.
1: They Um, need contributors. So July 22nd, 2016 is when WikiLeaks releases 20,000 DNC emails... Um so according to its website WikiLeaks would eventually release more than 44,000 emails with 17,000 attachments and actually 5,000 e-birthday cards. Oh, I, man. I'm just kidding, that's not. They didn't do that. Oh, that's not. Uh, <laughs> that's not far- they kept the B, Can the you imagine having cards. to go through all
0: that? Oh, god, mean, seriously. Just, I just, you know, I'm I'm in the I'm like a low-level Trump campaign <laughs> worker and like this is my job. I've got to go through like,
1: oh my god, Jesus uh, Christ. I know. Yeah.
0: Cuz you know it's almost all spam.
1: Right, it's or like lol, good joke, you know. just yeah. uh, and you know, like Democrats are kind of known for being sort of boring and lame. So it's like, oh, jeez, just yeah, the lame lit- stream
0: <laughs> libtards. Just like, <laughs> just, uh, just one libtard email just talking after about another about
1: kids' soccer. It's like, oh, god. <sighs> so. Uh, so where are we at here? July 24th, 2016. Donald Trump Jr., DTJ, disputes the claims made by Democrats that Russia was behind the hacking. So DNC cha- it. disputes it. So, you yeah, know, disputed. Consider that like disputed. Uh, DNC chair Debbie Wasserman Schultz, she resigns.
0: Yeah, and I think she resigned as a result because one of yeah. the controversies about the emails was the appearance, at the very least appearance, that they the DNC was kind of tilting the scales in favor of Clinton. Against Bernie. As opposed yeah. to Sanders. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. So she stepped down. And we move three days later to July 17th, 2016. This is when Trump- 27th. 20, July 27th. <laughs> July 27th. Trump says at a press conference that he has, quote, never spoken to Putin. In 2013, Trump did state, I have a relationship with Putin. So there's that. I do um, not have- <laughs> verbal relations with that (laughs) Russian president. (laughs) Trump states that he doubts that Russia was responsible for the DNC hack and also says, quote, Russia, if you are listening, I hope you were able to find the 30,000 emails that are missing, end quote. So I'll leave that there. Later, he said that he was just being, quote, sarcastic.
0: So this is going to be really explosive yeah and uh what i'm about to the analogy i'm about to draw i don't mean it to be it's just the first analogy that comes to mind it's kind of like when like neo-nazis or white supremacists deny that the holocaust happened Mm -hmm. where it's like well but isn't that kind of like what you want so it's like here where it's like i don't think russia did it but i hope they put out more (laughs) it's kind of a weird mix I know. Where it's like, no, the Nazis didn't do the Holocaust, but I wish they did. Right. Like, that's
1: like a weird, right. It's a weird mix. It is a strange mix. Yeah, that is weird. Yeah, it's a good way to think about that. And I'm also trying to understand, like, how would you, I mean, he was being sarcastic. I, I would have thought he had said I was being, like, making a joke. I guess being sarcastic is kind of an odd thing. I'm just, like, trying to picture the statement. I was like, oh, please, sure. Just try and find out these missing emails. Sure. Yeah, yeah Whatever. Pff,
0: whatever.
1: <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know. Anyway. Also, on or around the same day, Russian military intelligence officers begin to target email addresses that are associated with Hillary Clinton's personal campaign offices.
0: And a lot of those were fished from that fake uh, website for donors. Yeah, you gotta be, you gotta teach your kids about fishing.
1: That's right. Take your kids fishing, everybody.
0: Yeah, pH fishing. <laughs> Don't. Take
1: them While to... Listening to the band Fish. Oh, well, I okay. think it's the second time we brought a fish in our podcast, which is weird.
0: The band Fish, <laughs> I'm
1: pretty sure we did like one of our first Man. podcasts. Um, you don't listen to our podcast over and over?
0: I am not nearly <laughs> high enough to listen to fish right that
1: now. That band is so bad. Uh, oh, my god, at least I just dis- dislike them. But anywho, I
0: like the idea of instead of writing really like well crafted albums, we're just going to release everything. <laughs> And some of it's probably going to be good.
1: Yeah. At some point, you're going to, it's like the odds are eventually yeah. you're going to land on it's something. It's like a thousand monkeys with a thousand <laughs>
0: typewriters. That's basically <laughs> how jam bands work. Right. Oh, they do have the one good song. Right. Um, you Enjoy Myself. I like that song a lot. Oh, cool. All right. Check it we? out. I that's, will. that's our plug for, Fish. Our plug for
1: the bad That <laughs> one
0: song is really good.
1: <laughs> so, July 29th, 2016, the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee announced or the DCCC, announces that its computer network has also been hacked. A number of its House congressional candidates were the targets of stolen emails in which Goosifer 2.0 released. Thanks, Goosifer. So thanks a lot, Goosefer.
0: And the D, triple C. Yeah. That's what I'm calling it. <laughs> it's a way better name.
1: That's true. So August, where we at here in the time frame? So this is a few days later, August eighth, twenty sixteen. Another informal advisor and longtime friend of Trump, Roger Stone, not to Real be confused, guy. not to be confused with the fellow Putin admirer Oliver Stone. Yeah, not related. Uh, I don't think <laughs> related they're related. Though. No, I don't think so either. Maybe I
0: could see them being related. Yes. Yeah, yeah that's I just I a coincidence.
1: True. So Roger Stone states during a speech to this su- Southwest Broward, Broward. I was going to bro- go and say Broward. <laughs> Yo, Broard, a uh, Republican organization that he had communicated with Assange. Ooh. In quotes. That being Julian Assange, of course, the founder of WikiLeaks. He
0: didn't, he didn't he's never spoken to him though.
1: He communicated. He just had yeah.
0: a relation with Assange.
1: Ah, yes. <laughs> He goes also, on, <laughs> if I was
0: ever in a fraternity, our slogan would be bro hard. Bro, I mean, you know, that would,
1: bro hard or you don't bro, bro at all. Tonight, you man. dig? <laughs> so he goes on to say, I believe that the next triage of his documents pertain. That would be trunch. That would be right. I just, that is not right triage. I want a case this triage. Is, <laughs> this is not a hospital of treason. <laughs> This will fit well with the cancer episodes. All right. Oh, oh, well. We need the nurse's station for how to, <laughs> how
0: do we divvy up all of these uh, hacked emails?
1: Sorry. Right. He goes on to say, I believe that the next tranche of his documents. <laughs> Make it really. as
0: French as possible. I think those are both French words. So I think, I think so we're too. in the
1: clear either way. Yeah. Okay. So I believe that the next Tranche of his documents pertain to the Clinton Foundation but there's no telling what the October surprise may be. Ooh, yeah. October, October surprise. surprise. It's pumpkin spice surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Pumpkin spice treason. All right. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, oh Jesus, man. it's getting hot in here. All right. Oh, um, it is.
0: <laughs> I, I wish it was pumpkin spice time already. No.
1: Because it is. It is. It's got to be 100 it's, degrees please, in this closet. Please. Please save us. Oh, God. Anyway, so <laughs> this is August 12th, 2016, and... Numbers from cell phones, personal information, and other documents from Democratic members of Congress are released by hackers. Guccifer 2.0 thanks Roger Stone and says to Stone via Twitter, quote, please tell me if I can help you anyhow. So <laughs> they were working on a collaborative documentary but decided against it because the title Roger meme Me was already taken. out. Uh, it's already, already taken. Okay.
0: Very <laughs> controversial documentary. Very. Did you Uh, see there's a new, there's going to be a new Michael Moore documentary coming out.
1: It's called Columbine for Bowling. No, it's (laughs) called. (laughs) It's 119 Fahrenheit or something. It's Fahrenheit
0: 119. That's right. Sorry. Columbine for Bowling. (laughs) Oh god, what would just that be like? The it.
1: Columbine of bowling. Yeah. Oh god. I hope. Man. I'm assuming just Fahrenheit. Whatever it is, nine. What is it? Eleven nine. 11, Fahrenheit 9. eleven nine. It's just Fahrenheit nine eleven, just in reverse. I hope so. Yeah. Yep. Maybe it'll make more sense. Oh yeah. So anyway, we are at September eighth, right? Twenty sixteen. Yep. Here we go. Big day in history. Trump says in an interview. With Russian government-run cable channel, RT, that it was, quote, probably unlikely that Putin was behind the attacks. So, rather, Trump stated, quote, I think maybe the Democrats are putting that out. Who knows? But I think it's pretty unlikely. So, later on, the Commander-in-Chief Forum, at the Commander-in-Chief Forum, Trump states that Putin has been a, quote, a far a leader far more than President Barack Obama. Far more so. what? We'll never know. A leader far more blank. Far yeah. more blank. Far more choose your own yeah. yeah Mad lib Which is probably true,
0: lib. given some blank. Right. You know, <laughs> far more Russian. Uh, far more <laughs> interested in wrestling bears. Yeah. Yeah, far more named Putin. You know, there's all sorts <laughs> of... Yeah, there's all sorts of
1: examples in there. Yeah, exactly. So what is next? So... The-
0: yeah. If there's one thing we all know about when it comes to the Russia investigation, it's the Steel dossier. Woo!
1: Oh, boy. People are. Is there any other dossier, really? Oh, the Steel it's dossier. The, the this... one and only, really. would be a
0: really good band name. Yeah,
1: would <laughs> be. Steel
0: dossier.
1: <laughs> no, the. It sounds like, uh, something about that just sounds like a, a late night movie on on HBO. Oh, I could like, see that. I don't Steven know. Seagal's <laughs> in it.
0: <laughs> He's, you know, killing innocent civilians. Right. I was thinking like a hair metal. Band. Yeah. Steel dossier. No, no, no. You know, singing about ladies or whatever. All right. So let's go back a little bit to the origins of the Steel dossier. June 20th, 2016. A former British intelligence officer named Christopher Steele, which is uh, a really nerdy first name to go with Steele. You got Steele. Christopher. (laughs) Chuck Steele. (laughs) Jim Steele. (laughs) Christopher. Be like, <laughs> Timothy Steele. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm going to say Mr. Steele. Officer yeah, Steele. It's better. Files his first of 16 memos on Trump's connections with Russia. According to factcheck.org, Fusion GPS, a research firm founded by former Wall Street Journal reporters Glenn R. Simpson and Peter Fritscht Fritch. Fritsch. Fritch. Fritch. Fritch, 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 Fritch. Fritch. Uh, hired Steele as part of an opposition research project paid for by a law firm representing Clinton's campaign and the Democratic National Committee. Um, nice. You know, so, I mean, this happens all the time. You know, they are they want dirt on the opponent, and so they hire this dude. Yeah. And he's pretty yep. legit British intelligence officer. Pretty killer. Mm-hmm. So, now, skipping ahead a few months, to, uh, this is the kind of... You know, this part, this is jumping ahead. Yeah, yeah, the Steele dossier doesn't play too much of a role yet in our first episode. Right. So on October 19th, 2016, Christopher Steele writes in his dossier that an insider in the Kremlin told him the importance of Trump lawyer Cohen in the ongoing secret liaison with the Kremlin. And that Cohen's role in this had also increased. Steele also wrote in his dossier that a Kremlin insider told him that Manafort led efforts in a secret Trump campaign relationship with Russians until he was ousted. So where is Manafort? We haven't talked about Manafort too much yet. So let's get into some of the Manafort shenanigans going on. So July 7th, 2016, Paul Manafort extends an offer to give, quote, private briefings to a Russian aluminum billionaire by the name of Oleg Deripaska in regards to the 2016 U.S. presidential campaign. The Washington Post broke this story, but there is no evidence thus far that the meeting took place. Again, you got to get D.T. Jr. in there. He gets the meetings done in Mm -hmm. less than a
1: week. Plus, I thought it was an Illuminati billionaire, but that's... Well, sorry.
0: (laughs) That's how they get you. The aluminum (laughs) industry is... It's like what sounds like Illuminati, we're hiding in plain sight. (laughs) Slippery slope. Manafort's attorney explained that his client was merely offering a, quote, routine status update on the presidential campaign. Of course, routine. (laughs) And just to reiterate, um, Manafort at this time was already the campaign chairman for Trump Mm. um, in June 21st. Yeah, exactly. On around August 6th is when Paul Manafort meets for a second time with a former Ukraine associate, Konstantin Kilimanik, a Russian army veteran. Um, And Mm. it should be mentioned at this point, um, you know, a little bit of background on Manafort is that he worked with the Ukraine. Specifically, he was kind of working with Russia roughly to kind of smooth over that whole Crimea business, Mm -hmm. which uh, Ukraine apparently wasn't into. Mm -hmm. They didn't want (laughs) to lose part of their country. It's weird. Which is just weird. Yeah. So that's, he's got all these Ukraine connections. August 9th, according to PBS around this time, um, is when Paul Manafort and his daughter received text messages from a person posing as a contact showing that their phones had been hacked and implying a blackmail attempt with unspecified Ukrainian information. Oh, how do you think he was blackmailed? What do you think they had on him?
1: Um, I don't know. And how is it related? I'm assuming an eggplant emoji, but, um, you know, I know.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Eggplant slash the tear emoji. I think those are usually going together. Um, also, it's yeah, not good like Manafort and his daughter getting yeah. blackmailed at the same time. <laughs> I don't want to imply anything, yeah. but I'm hoping those are separate incidents. Let's please hope. Just a wild cocaine party with his mother daughter do- or father daughter cocaine party.
1: Uh, we all know those types. Uh, skipping ahead, August fourteenth. Mm-hmm. That's my brother's birthday. But go ahead. Oh, so happy birthday. Here's horrible things.
0: So uh, on your brother's birthday, the New York Times publishes that Paul Manafort's name showed up on a secret ledger, which marked millions of dollars in payments from a pro-Russian party in Ukraine. Manafort's lawyer, Richard A. Hibby, tells the New York Times that his client had not received, quote, any such cash payments. But he's on the secret ledger. So who knows who's
1: telling truth? Yeah, Hibby, Hibby, Hibby. We don't know.
0: August 19th. 2016 dun, dun, dun. couldn't get contacts with the russians he's got all this heat on him manafort steps down as the trump campaign manager
1: and let's be honest Dylan, he steps down in style with those fifteen hundred dollar cap-toed dress shoes ostrich suit jacket you know.
0: Ostrich
1: suit. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Lots of animals had to die to make that man look strange. So I mean, I remember hearing about this. Yeah. Why do you want that? <laughs> I don't know. I so
0: don't if you know. ha- if it was ostrich feathers. Yeah. Right? Like that's silly. Right. But I get it. Yeah. I want to look like an ostrich. Yes. <laughs> like I that's I, okay, yeah. that's silly, but I I can understand why we would kill a bunch of ostriches to get you that. Right, but it's
1: like, was it made out of the skin? I guess the skin under the feathers. Yeah, maybe the neck skin. I don't know. That it, either is way, it's the crazy shit in the world. Yeah, it's so strange. I actually laughed. I was reading an article about this in the Washington Post by um, Alexandra Petrie, I guess is her name. She wrote, mm-hmm. I'm going to quote it here. I, l- I like this. I laughed. It says, when you think of the sheer volume of ostrich, python, and other avian and reptile life forms that have perished in order to sheathe the limbs of Paul Manafort <laughs> and close, you have to feel sorry for the families of the wildlife involved. <laughs> God damn. That's like, damn. Every type of animal. Anyway, yeah, no, no leather no, in there. None. Or, or he's no, like well, No mammals. <laughs> just bird
0: and reptile. All right. He'd have dinosaur if he could. <laughs> that was just as close as he could oh, get. Yeah,
1: you know he's watching Jurassic Park. Like, oh my god, wow! Wouldn't that be a make a great suit, a giant suit? So next up, Carter Page, hoot nanny. <laughs> <Woo,
0: laughs> Carter <laughs> Page. Yeah.
1: So what's he doing? <laughs> so first, a little history on Carter Page. I was looking into this. According to Time, in 2013, Page wrote, quote, over the past half year, I have had the privilege to serve as an informal advisor to staff of the Kremlin in preparation for their presidency of the G20 Summit next month, where energy issues will be a prominent point of our agenda. So, however, in 2018, Page did state that, quote, I have s- I sat in on some meetings, but to call me an advisor was way over the top. So he That's
0: interesting, because those seem to be <laughs> saying the opposite he, things. Yeah,
1: he... Page versus Page. What are you going to
0: do? I wonder I wonder if that's going to come up. I wonder <laughs> if that's going to be important. I
1: don't know. Probably not. Anyway, also in 2013, Russian intelligence officers one by the name of Igor Sporichev, ooh maybe. yeah. Maybe that's right. <laughs> tried to recruit Page and described him as enthusiastic about doing business in Russia. So this is when the FBI secretly recorded this meeting. I think this is what we were talking about earlier. And in the transcript um, Sporchev, Sporchev, and Page was interested in striking a deal with Gazprom, which is the Russian, yeah, Gaz, Gazprom or Gazprom, I'm not sure. Uh, that sounds like an
0: antipsychotic yeah. <laughs> medication that you see. Maybe Gazprom is right for you.
1: <laughs> it's the Russian state-run oil firm. So, yeah. oh, okay. and, that, and that Page was, quote, enthusiastic, but that he was also an, quote, idiot oh so, you know i have to wonder if it's his bright red bucket hat that did him in if you've seen those images mm,
0: yeah
1: always consult Manafort for styling concerns come on page
0: it should have been an ostrich yep, hat. It ostrich bucket been.
1: hat not the feathers the skin july 8th 2016 Trump Foreign Policy Advisor, Cardi Page, speaks at the commencement ceremony of the New Economic School in Moscow. In the speech, Page was critical of U.S. policy towards Russia.
0: You know, that's weird. That's weird. Yeah. (laughs) I also like one thing about this is that all these folks, they're like foreign policy advisors. Yeah. Like, that's it. Like, that's the only descriptor they get.
1: I was reading that. RT was describing, I don't know if they still do, or if they even really talk about Page anymore, they're describing Page as an an economic expert. Mm, Economic expert. That's bad. Because usually an economic expert is an economist. (laughs) No, no need for that. But for some
0: reason they don't feel, they're like, "Eh, we
1: can't call him that, so we'll call him an economic expert. July 15th, 2016, an FBI informant meets Carter Page at a conference. So according to a Washington Post article from May 18th, I'll quote here. says, quote, The source in question, the undercover FBI agent, engaged in a months-long pattern of seeking out and meeting three different Trump campaign officials. Page had been on the FBI's radar since at least 2013, when the FBI caught two accused Russian spies on a wiretap discussing their attempts to recruit him. Later in 2016... Page became a surveillance target of the FBI, which suspected him of acting on behalf of the Russian government, an assertion he denies. So, Page has accused the government of abusing its authority by unfairly targeting him.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, Page, I don't like the United States approach to Russia, and I work with, am an advisor yeah. to Russia, Page. <laughs> that's what they I call mean, him. he's not... I mean, yeah, I mean, he's not... <laughs> he's
1: not being recruited no, by the Russians? So it, come on. No. So, August 5th, 2016 backtracking a little i guess but this is trump campaign state this is trump trump campaign states that carter page is an informal advisor so I just assume that means he is allowed to wear comfortable jeans and a Hawaiian shirt to work. But that I mean, I don't know if that's
0: <laughs> I think yeah, I think I've heard it referred to as business casual casual. Yeah, business casual casual advisor. Yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> September. T- <laughs> I guess I'd like so so there's this worry that comes out that Paige is being recruited by right. the Russians, that he's, you know, a target of Russian, you know uh mm-hmm. you know, intelligence uh programs. And the response is like, well, he's just an informal advisor. I mean, that's just that's not the right response, I feel. He's like advising I feel just it's a little. not taking it that yeah. seriously. Yeah, you know, we only right. listen to half of what he says. Well, that's fine. We just, roll a, we just, you know, flip. Yeah, we flip a coin whenever he talks, and then, you know, we decide whether to go with it. Really, it's the Hawaiian shirts that yeah, do all the talking. It is. Anyway. it is. It
1: really is. Yeah. So, on September 24th, 2016, Trump says Page made, quote, no contribution to the campaign.
0: Not even an informal I contribution.
1: Know. The, red, the bright red bucket hat fails again. Sad. So, a day later, September 25th, 2016, Page writes to the FBI saying that he didn't meet with any, quote, sanctioned Russians. So, does that mean he met with unsanctioned mm. Russians? I don't know. Oh, Probably. definitely. But, yeah, oh, I yeah. just assumed. No big deal, then. Just informal right. Russians. just informal... Unsanctioned Russians
0: Yeah he went to the uh, Russia Hawaiian shirt uh, Enthusiast committee And you know They had a bunch yes. of chats
1: <laughs> September 26th 2016 It's the day that Carter Page Leaves Trump's campaign
0: September 24th Page made no contribution <laughs> And then he leaves On the 26th <laughs> So it's just
1: <laughs> I know Right <laughs> I would I
0: would hope Those announcements Happen the same day You know like Oh this guy's useless Let's get rid of him But no it takes him couple two days. days afterwards <laughs>
1: He's, he's going to, hey, you know what? You, just, you know, leave it. Let's leave it to Friday. I don't know if it's a Friday. Let's just let him go out till Friday. Let's let him be useless for two more days. Come on.
0: Yeah, that is good managerial advice now that I think about it. <laughs> Who knows what Carter Page is going to do when he gets fired? You know, let him go home and relax. He's That's right. He's sweat through his Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> he needs to change.
1: So, October 21st, 2016, we'll skip about a month here, the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Court, known as the FISA Court, approved the FBI monitoring communications of a member of Trump's foreign policy team, Carter Page.
0: Ooh, and so I wonder what happened changed. after that. We'll have to wait until we'll the next episode. See. Yeah.
1: <laughs> mm. So, what's next on All the right, horizon? We've got,
0: we've got a few more of these characters to get through um, before we uh, you know move on. So, now we got Mr. Let's Recuse the Whole Thing Off. Jeff Sessions. So July 20th, 2016, Jeff Sessions delivers a speech at Global Partners in Diplomacy, which is an event held during the RNC convention in Cleveland, Ohio. Sounds globalist to
1: me, first off. Oh, but anyway, go ahead. Yeah.
0: Glo- well, it's that global in there. <laughs> Frankly, partner and diplomacy is also a little too globalist for my. Yeah. You just, let's just get rid of all those words. I agree. Um, national <laughs> alone in war. Like, I think. <laughs> That's where I want my uh, political figures to <laughs> be talking right. at. Um, yes, unilateral. Stand strong. Sessions has what he described as a quote brief encounter with Russian ambassador to the U.S. Sergei Kisilak. Carter Page and other Trump campaign advisors also meet with Kisilak.
1: It, it, Sessions makes it sound like he saw a ghost. Quick, someone calls <laughs> Zach Baggins. Someone needs to make money off of this ghost encounter. <laughs> Stop. Come on. <laughs>
0: So also um, at the RNC convention, a few kind of notable events. First, the Trump campaign helps to soften the GOP platform language regarding Ukraine and Russia. I I wonder why. Mm. And then July 15th, Trump chooses Mike Pence as vice president.
1: And God smiles.
0: Oh, bigly. (laughs) Smiled bigly. (laughs) Okay, a few more characters to introduce. We got uh, Mike Flynn. Um, you know, of the Flynn effect, but dumber, a dumber version <laughs> of the Flynn effect. So we got July 15th. Michael Flynn sends out an email. The name of the recipient is not currently known. And the email says, there are a number of things happening and will happen this election via cyber operations by both hacktivists, nation states, and the DNC. Hmm. A number of things happening and will happen. <laughs> Real specific. Not happening now, though. Also hacktivists. Yeah. Come on, activists! I'm not. No, I, I refuse to use that word. And then August 9th, uh, Michael Flynn signed a $600,000 contract to lobby for a firm that is tied to the Turkish wow. government. We haven't
1: even talked Aww. about them. In this, this is the Turkish investigation. Who knows how deep Turkey goes? not the Turkish goes. investigation, so.
0: I know. Uh, it should be. <laughs> They're the real culprit. They're the ones doing it all. The Turkish industrial <laughs> complex.
1: <laughs> Sounds like a Thanksgiving. Uh, never mind. That's not. Nope. Scratch it. Gobble, that.
0: gobble, <laughs> motherfucker.
1: Damn. That's how every Thanksgiving goes in my house. Those exact words. I can only imagine, you know, you being vegan. (laughs) Oh, God. I have to go home. I'm going home for Thanksgiving. It's going to suck. I'm going to have to bring... Like, here, can I bring this uh, tofurkey, which is just like a blob? Can I eat this, guys, next to your turkey? I don't want that in my house. (laughs) You're already a disappointment. As long as I wear my... I'll wear my ostrich hat or something. It'll be fine. Oh, that's how (laughs) you... It'll even itself out. Like, hey, I don't eat meat, but I wear a ton of animal stuff.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. It'll be like the, uh, oh, who is that guy? There was that guy, who, he was a, like an actor who had a divorce auction. What's that guy's name? Russell Crowe. And it was The Art of Divorce, and it was just a giant auction. <laughs> I don't know what it had to do with him getting a divorce, but like you, we need to go to the Manafort auction. I mean, they've <laughs> yes. got to liquidate all his stuff. He's got That's a true. lot of money, yeah. he owes. God, you know, no so kidding. the IRS doesn't just have an ostrich suit room. <laughs> you know, they just want that cash. Yeah. So. Let's buy it. I have a feeling there's going to be an ostrich suit or 20 <laughs> that are just going to be discount hope, rates.
1: Yeah, let's get it. All right, so we've
0: got most of the characters. Yes. So let's take a slight break. There's one organization we haven't heard from yet, really. Oh, God. And that's Jeez. the Deep State. Here it comes. Getting their their fingers into all the crevices. <laughs> Of our lives, just digging and digging and digging. Yeah. Like our friend digging into his rib cage, but <laughs> ugh, the deep state fingers. We have. I should. I should mention we have a friend who I think probably, probably Brent and I got the same conversation about him. He had like a a religious experience, digging his fingers into his rib cage. Hey, it's a Friday night. Yeah, I and he know. smooshed something around, I and now know. he can breathe better. I st- So that's, so America is the rib cage and the deep state is just, you know, finger in the rib cage (laughs) trying to get things moving. So let's start this July 25th is when the FBI begins the investigation of the DNC hack and Trump has an opinion. So uh, Trump tweets, the new joke in town is that Russia leaked the disastrous DNC emails, which should never have been written. Stupid, because <laughs> that Putin is a new likes a joke,
1: me. and it was it was making all the New York clubs that that and It was it was knocking out of the park.
0: Um, I assume it's it's kind of grammatically hard to parse. So I assume Russia leaked them because Putin likes me, and they never should have been written. As I assume, because at first when I first read it, I thought they never should have been written because <laughs> Putin likes me. But that doesn't make any sense. It's very you know, it's, yeah, it's a very complicated.
1: It is like all of them. So
0: the next day, July 26th, um, according to uh, the U.S. Intelligence Committee uh, community, um, they have a high confidence of Russian involvement in hacking of the DNC. Then July 31st, um, the FBI opens a counterintelligence investigation into the Trump campaign's links to Russia after receiving confirmation that Papadopoulos knew. Big Papa. Big Papa knew. That Russians attained, quote, dirt on Hillary Clinton in the form of thousands of emails. And so we've basically talked about most of this already. Yeah. But, you know, Trump states that Crimea prefers Russia. The New York Times put out a report <laughs> on Trump campaign manager Paul Manafort and his business dealings with prominent Ukrainian and Russian tycoons. Um, and so this is this is when the deep state starts getting involved in all this.
1: Shenanigans. Yeah, I prefer the term tycoons of oligarch. Let's let's keep it at tycoons. Yeah, you know, um, I
0: um I prefer <laughs> um, titan of industry. Uh, I think that should be the official. Yeah. On August twenty seventh, a month later, Senate Democratic leader Harry Reid, whoop whoop, whoop Harry whoop, Reid, whoop, whoop, Nevada, yep, <laughs> urges the FBI to investigate probable Russian election meddling. Yikes. September fifth, President Obama tells Putin to stop hacking. Ouch. Tells them. <laughs> And then October eleventh, he tells them to stop hacking again. Um so just in
1: case. He the first was a voicemail, um, and the second one was just like, All right, you know, I gotta call back.
0: Yeah, definitely gotta call back. No <laughs> one checks their voicemail.
1: That's true. That's probably a text.
0: Yeah, the first one was the first one was probably a Facebook message. <laughs> yeah. And then the second was like, All right, better elevate this to text. Yeah, that's right. And then maybe a strongly worded email would have followed. And one thing we should mention, like while, you know, there are, you know, the investigations going on, you know, the um, Harry Reid and Obama are trying to, you know, get involved in all this, you know, investigation stuff. On August 21st, Roger Stone tweets, trust me, it will soon (laughs) the Podesta's time in the barrel. Is that a direct quote? I don't know. Is Roger Stone dumb or are we dumb? (laughs) So the quote we have written is, trust me, it will soon the Podesta's time in the barrel. I assume it should be, it will soon be podestas time in the barrel but i don't want to editorialize if that's what roger stone tweeted i'm looking it up looking it up fact check as
1: we go get the facts not the alternative facts yeah it says oh yeah i'm pretty sure that was directly from
0: that's a direct so it's his fault yeah it is we're reporting it correctly trust me it will soon the podestas (laughs) time in the barrel you just got to say it you got to yell it
1: and then it's true You know, actually, despite the missing word or two in that tweet, I just assumed Stone was talking about Podesta's upcoming dinner at Cracker Barrel. So, Uh, I mean, if he's missing words, you know, let's do it. Uh,
0: Next time I disappear
1: on a road trip, I'm just going to say I needed some time in the barrel. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I needed yeah some time in the barrel gift shop.
0: My fiance went to Cracker Barrel recently, which was bizarre because she hates it. And I
1: love it. Yeah. I mean, where else are you going to get corn pod pipes? Corn cob pipes. Yeah. What? (laughs) Yeah. And I need, like, 15 new cast iron pans. That's right. Yep. Get me some lodge.
0: That's true. I would love... I would do... I would do um I would promote Lodge for money. Yeah. I actually I just made speaking of that I just made some delicious uh fried tofu Ooh. in my cast iron pan. Nice. Very delicious.
1: Nice. I just did that the today. The secret
0: is cornstarch.
1: Oh. So you bat- you battered it. I just I just did a non-battered one myself earlier. Oh,
0: no, you got to do Yeah, you, it's not even a batter, it's just a powdering. Yeah, pa- a powdering yeah, I guess of I should starch. say. Yeah. Nice. And it was delicious. Cast iron got to be very well seasoned or yeah. it will
1: stick. <laughs> August 22nd, 565 AD, St. Columba reports seeing monster in Loch Ness. Oh, I'm oh, sorry. Oops, wrong. That's the wrong calendar I'm oh, looking yeah, at that's, here.
0: Yeah, we got it's That's actually wrong episode. our calendar here. Yeah, we're just...
1: Yep, if you're interested in this, you may want to check out our None Dare Called Ordinary Episode 7, titled News Part 1, and they came out and went into the swine. And that's our. Uh, that was an ad here of our... Of our own podcast in the middle of this podcast. Yeah,
0: we're trying episode, a new so,
1: advertising yeah. strategy
0: where we advertise our own on podcast. the podcast yeah. you already know about. <laughs> That's our new strategy. We want the people who know about it to know about it more.
1: <laughs> the more they know, the better. That's right. You better really know about it. Like, really, really know.
0: Really, really know. Okay, so in August and September, so before the first debate, we have to kind of mention two more folks. Um, and I think Brent has some things to say.
1: I do.
0: Michael Cohen and DT Jr. He's back
1: in there. So, on August 27, 2016, according to McClatchy, there is evidence Trump's lawyer, Michael Cohen, went to Prague via Germany around this time. So, the Steele dossier states that this was to secretly meet with Russians. Cohen has reportedly insisted that he was never in Prague. Never in Prague. That's right. So while not in Prague, Cohen accidentally grabs the wrong secret dossier at a fancy dinner, mistakes Corey Lewandowski for an FBI agent who's out to kill him, then falls down a Manafort manhole named after Manafort by Russian street sign namers in honor of his loyalty to the oligarchs. The Cohen brothers present the big Lewandowski. (laughs) I had to do it. Bravo! Yes. Actually, Cohen Brothers really could make a movie of this whole thing. (laughs) Um, They really could. (laughs) It would probably be really good. (laughs) (laughs) So, more on DTJ, (laughs) a.k.a. The Good Son. What was he up to in September? September 20th, 2016, Donald Trump Jr. receives private direct messages from the official WikiLeaks Twitter account stating, quote, a PAC-run anti-Trump site called PutinTrump.org is about to is about to launch. <laughs> really
0: on the nose.
1: I know. Dot <laughs> org uh, is about to launch. The pack is recycle is a recycle pro Iraq war pack. So we have guessed the password. It is quote Putin Trump. So <laughs> <laughs> man, I'm still quoting. You know, I
0: know it's not good right. that we're getting hacked by foreign companies, but come on, <laughs> is this really even hacking?
1: I know. Seriously. <laughs> And the rest of the quote says, see the about for who is a, uh, who is behind it. Any comments? So, yeah. So Donald, uh, Donald Trump Jr. responds a day later <laughs> with, quote, off the record, I don't know who that is, but I'll ask around. I'll ask around. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I would have went with the password, quote, Ivanka, but that would have been my second guess, I guess, for the people. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, under,
0: under case I, though.
1: Yeah. Yes. These folks aren't off. capitalizing. <laughs> Or maybe all in cats.
0: Okay, yeah, that's acceptable. <laughs>
1: So Trump Jr. and WikiLeaks corresponded from September 20th, 2016 to July 11th, 2017. The U.S. intelligence community has said that th- that this contact was used by Russia as part of its influence campaign to help elect Trump.
0: And bum, there's bum, nothing bum. more secure than the Twitter DM.
1: That's true. Yep. That's where all my most, you know,
0: sensitive information communiques go.
1: Yes. I have only used Twitter DM a few times and I hate it because it if you hit the return key to make a space or something. Like if you're writing, I don't know why you would be, but I was apparently writing a couple paragraphs and I hit return. It's like, boom, send. I was like, no, like that was not completed. <laughs> <That> was <laughs> I not do complete that all thought. the time. Uh, because yeah, like I, on, yeah, when I send text it's the same thing.
0: Yes. It's like, man, I'm trying to organize my thoughts over here. <laughs> I just try to send them one at a time. Yes. So I'm 10 and sending 15 texts
1: in 30 seconds. So, I guess I'll talk one more thing here about the first debate and beyond. This is the first debate we're up to now. It's September. 26. Yeah, so this is kind 26. of this.
0: So far, this has been mostly background. Yeah, like this is like a lot of the background we want to get. We wanted to get all the players kind of between Trump getting clinching the nomination and the first debate. Yes, um, there's a lot to go through, but yeah, these are basi- it's basically the main characters that we're going to be talking about. You know, throughout the next few episodes. Yeah.
1: So, on that date, during the first presidential debate, Trump says, quote, I don't think anybody knows it was Russia that broke into the DNC. She's, Clinton, saying Russia, Russia, Russia. But I don't, but I don't, maybe it was. I mean, it could be Russia, but it could also be China. It could also be lots of other people. It also could be somebody sitting on their bed that weighs 4,000 pounds, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I should have you know, said spoiler from earlier. I think I did say that. You did? I did. You did. That's called foreshadow. <laughs> you did it very well. I do enjoy Trump utilizing the very up-to-date reference of the Brady Bunch, though. The Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. <laughs> yep. Plus, did he actually say it like that? I, I don't know. He probably didn't, but that's what I... Maybe, that's just where my mind went to when he said, Russia, Russia, Russia. Yeah, exactly. Um, clearly, I'm a connoisseur of very, you know, Brady Bunch, but... And we, plus we all know that Jan was a uh, beta cuck libtard anyway, so let's just be honest. Oh, of course.
0: Of course. (laughs) Oh my God. So. Could be somebody (laughs) sitting on their bed that weighs 4,000
1: pounds. Is that even I like like how that's a separate, like he sees that as a separate nationality. What is the highest weighing human of all time? I mean, I.
0: Oh, all right. (laughs) (laughs) Let's look it up. Heaviest human. In history. Ever.
1: (laughs) I went with fattest. I went with fattest. Um, Okay, so... Oh my God, it's not even close. I got
0: got John Brower (laughs) Minock, who was 1,400 pounds.
1: Wow. 4,000 pounds. (laughs) Oh man, that is some... Too much! But you know what? You know, that's not fake news. That's not... Anyway... Do you want to take this one?
0: Yeah, so um, kind of the end of September, early October, after the uh, presidential, uh, the first presidential debate, we have Rick Gates. Yes. Who is Trump's former deputy campaign manager and Manafort's former business associate. Um, he is in direct contact with, quote, a former Russian intelligence officer ah. who had ties to the Russian military intelligence agency GRU. According to factcheck.org, this information was contained in a court document dated March 27th, 2018. The Russian contact was identified in court papers only as Person A, but the New York Times reported he is Konstantin V. Kilmanek. Nice. We mentioned this man earlier yeah. as a man of Ford's business associate in Ukraine and Russian military veteran. Uh-huh. All right, let's move into October and let's move into a little bit more about WikiLeaks and uh, some Roger Stone chicanery. Mm-hmm. So on October 1st, um, sobriety date, um, Roger Stone tweets, quote, Wednesday, at Hillary Clinton is done, hashtag WikiLeaks.
1: God, talk about people not giving spoiler alert warnings. Jesus Christ, Roger. <sighs> yeah, Come yes, on. Well, you know? Me just, on, he's just too of- excited. Yeah.
0: And then Roger Stone, um, on October 3rd, uh, Roger Stone indicates more is coming from WikiLeaks. And also tweets, quote, I have total confidence that WikiLeaks and my hero, Hello? Julian Assange, will educate the American people soon, hashtag Lock her up. Huh. Trump Jr. also writes to WikiLeaks on Twitter, What's behind this Wednesday leak I keep he- reading about? WikiLeaks doesn't respond, at least not on Twitter. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but strangely on MySpace.
0: Oh, Wait, that's no, how sorry. they do it.
1: <laughs> Never mind. Oh,
0: man. Come
1: on. We, we all know that Tom is really Q, so I don't know what that's to do with mm, anything.
0: Like the QAnon people. Yes, thank you. So... Something else happened October, October 7th, the Access Hollywood tape from September 2005, in which yeah. Trump was speaking to Billy Bush, oh, Billy Bush. gets released, and this is what Trump says. <clears throat> and I quote, yeah, that's her with the gold. I better use some <laughs> Tic Tacs just in case I start kissing her. You know, I'm automatically attracted to beautiful. I just start kissing them. It's like a magnet. Just kiss. I don't even wait. And when you're a star, they let you do it. You can do anything. Grab him by the pussy. (laughs) You can do anything.
1: (laughs) What? Oh, man. I want to have like, what's his name? Read that. Um, What's the famous narrator that narrates everything beautifully? Um, Morgan Freeman should really (laughs) just narrate that. It was beautiful. (laughs) Oh, God. That made me laugh. All right. And actually, the be- uh, the, the, this portion is brought to you by Tic Tacs, so <laughs> they're unofficial sponsor, apparently. Um, the cherry cola flavor is actually delicious, so I do want to tell you everybody that. Oh, it's very good and I addicting.
0: I think I haven't had a Tic Tac in a decade. Uh,
1: yeah. It's been a long they're, time. Like, they're not even the same anymore. It's like Tic Tac gum. Oh, it's like Fruity Pebble. Like, it's just, yeah, it's Jesus just, Christ. it's not even, their, I thought they were just supposed to be like breath mints, but it used apparently to be the now white it's, one,
0: the green one, <laughs> yeah. and the orange one.
1: And that's it. That was yeah. it. Damn it! God damn it! Tic tacs. It
0: also just seems the skeeziest like mint. I don't know. There's something about tic tacs which just makes this <laughs> like. had just said, "I better have a mint ready. I better yeah. chew some, you know, big league chew." <laughs> I don't know. Something about the tic tac. I don't like. Yeah, I, I agree. So then, but what's in what's most interesting? So you know, obviously awful. Obviously also, you know. Uh, Hilarious in an awful way. Yeah. But it's it's also really good timing because an hour after (laughs) this story came out, WikiLeaks posts Clinton campaign chairman John Podesta's emails, um, which is crazy timing. Yeah. So factcheck.org states, quote, The Department of Homeland Security and Office of the Director of National Intelligence issue a joint statement saying that the U.S. intelligence community is, quote, confident that hats Hmm. into the email systems of the Democratic Party and its officials were directed by the Russian government. Smokescreen, it was the Turks. Yes. The Turks are behind this. (laughs) They're also behind that cherry cola Tic Tac (laughs) bullshit.
1: I know, I know. But now we got a second
0: presidential debate to worry about.
1: So, on October 9th, 2016, at the second presidential debate, Hillary Clinton states that, quote, Our intelligence community just came out and said in the last few days that the Kremlin, meaning Putin and the Russian government, are directing the attacks to influence our election. Trump responds with, I notice anytime anything wrong happens, they like to say, the Russians the Russians. She doesn't know it's the Russians doing the hacking. Maybe there is no hacking. <laughs> but they also blame Russia. Trump also denies again that he knows Putin.
0: Lock her up! Locker up! <laughs>
1: well, I'm pumped. I like it. It's like, I, I do enjoy the part where he says, or is it it's like, maybe there is no hacking. Like, I, like, I really like that, too. Not even
0: hacking. Maybe happening. John Podesta, like, you know, all the, all the quote-unquote pizza he's been eating, he just goes AWOL and just sends exactly. all these emails out.
1: So, we have more WikiLeaks stuff. Let's get into it. October 10th, 2016, Trump says at a rally in Wilkes Bar, Pennsylvania, quote, this just came out. WikiLeaks. I love WikiLeaks.
0: Yay!
1: (laughs) Wilkes Bar, Pennsylvania. Yay! And the crowd goes wild.
0: Woo! It sounds like if I was a, uh, like a Mm neo-Confederate and I owned a bar and grill, I would call it Wilkes Bar. (laughs) You know?
1: yeah lots of like civil war reenactors you know are your patrons
0: yeah there's like so, a, a tip a tip uh, stovetop hat but there's a hole in it you know that kind of thing um maybe like a cuckoo clock that's made yeah. out of a stovetop and like the bird comes out of the hole in the hat or in, but instead of a cuckoo bird it's a cuckoo
1: bullet so basically just a cracker barrel gift shop is what you're talking about here
0: <laughs> yeah. oh do not malign
1: the Sorry, name the of the cracker barrel. barrel
0: they're a fine institution
1: that's true, That's true. I like Raabbrilll. <laughs> I'm getting hungry. I know. So, October 11th, the next day, Trump tweets, "I hope people are looking at this at the disgraceful behavior of Hillary Clinton. As exposed by WikiLeaks, she is unfit to run.
0: Yeah, those pantsuits very <laughs> uncomfortable.
1: So Roger Stone claims that he has back channel as a back channel to WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange in a direct message to Donald Trump Jr. via Twitter. Well, Wiki- why are WikiLeaks these people says, talking
0: to each other via Twitter? <laughs> I know. Jesus ridiculous. Christ!
1: I know. They're oh, more like geez.
0: like computer sophisticated
1: than I am. I know. Send a text, please. You Use Snapchat. (laughs) All right. So, hey, Donald, great to see you and your dad talking about our publications. Strongly suggest that your dad tweets this link if he mentions us. And they give the URL wlsearch.tk.
0: Yeah, hackers love those goofy ass. I love it. They can't do do. .com. They're too sophisticated.
1: TK. Yeah. Uh, so you guys can get all your followers digging through the content. There's many great stories the press are missing, and we're sure some of your followers will find it. The
0: great stories, so. and like, it's just a bunch of <laughs> shitty ass emails. I know. <laughs> hey, uh, did you order the chicken wings? Yeah. No. No, it wasn't <laughs> me. God. <laughs> and these, yo, know, I mean, say what you want about Trump supporters. They are diligent. Yes. Looking through
1: these shitty emails. Yes. October 13th, 2016 is when RT foreshadows Podesta's email leak... Hmm. According to the Moscow Project, WikiLeaks continued to post leaked Podesta emails throughout October 2016. And a concerning twist of events, Russian news outlet RT seemed to know about these leaks before they actually happened. On both October 13th and October 22nd 2016, RT tweeted about a new batch of Podesta emails 30 minutes before WikiLeaks announced the release.
0: Huh. I actually, um, I don't think I've told you this yet. I kind of wanted this to be a surprise. I know, I actually figured out how they did this oh please they tell. scrying with oh, a crystal skull they've got they've got the 13th one <laughs> they're summoning the 12 tribes living in the hollow
1: earth oh my god and
0: they all voted for Trump
1: that's right half of which they gerrymandered
0: yeah the hollow earth <laughs> It's all coming together.
1: Oh my God, that's so true. Yep, <sighs> God knows how many of them had cancer and used quack you know quack cancer cures. <sighs> it's know. all. It's yeah. all it's the all same.
0: <laughs> that's what Revelation was about with the twelve <laughs> tribes. Right.
1: Oh my God, that's exactly right.
0: <sighs> I am so sweaty, and I am <sighs> just
1: <sighs> yeah. We're almost there. Doing pull
0: ups in my closet. <laughs> Woo! I'm just pumped <laughs> about <laughs> the investigation. <laughs>
1: ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> Sounded like a cozy bear over there. Jesus. Oh, more like a
0: fancy bear.
1: (laughs) Christ. Uh,
0: Let's get into Mike Pence. What is he doing?
1: So October fourteenth, twenty sixteen, Vice Presidential candidate Mike Pence states that the Trump campaign is not in cahoots with WikiLeaks. So is that, God smiles? Is that, <laughs> is that editorializing, or did Pence actually use the word cahoots? Actually, I did look into it. He actually did say the word. It was on Fox and Friends. So Cahoot Gate <laughs> is officially closed. <laughs> <laughs> I you know I really it's a random thought but I do hope Bill Gates gets into some sort of scandal so we can finally say Gatesgate. Yeah! We already we already have a Gatesgate. You didn't know about Gatesgate? What? What about Gates I don't know. What do, am I missing Gatesgate? Yeah, that this was like a while Son ago.
0: Uh, what was his name? Uh Henry Louis Gates, the Oh, okay.
1: Uh, he's a
0: Harvard professor who he was like going home and like the cops thought he was like breaking into his own house. <laughs> Like, dude is like a Harvard professor, and it's just like, oh, it's a black guy trying to, you know, break into a suburban house. He can't live there. Right. Yeah, Gatesgate. Gatesgate, That shit already, that's, you were way behind the times. Damn, I
1: did not do my proper research. I should have Googled Gatesgate before doing You should have, and you
0: didn't. (laughs) All right, we're wrapping it up. We've got the third presidential debate, October 19th, 2016. Yeah. At the third and final presidential debate... Trump refuses again to accept the U.S. intelligence community's claim that Russia was behind stealing emails from the DNC. Trump said, quote, she has no idea whether it's Russia, China, or anybody else. 4,000 pounds of emails. Yeah, go ahead. She definitely knows it's not a 4,000 pound dude (laughs) on the couch because they don't (laughs) exist. They never have. Kind of next the kind of the end of October is uh, back. This is back when um we hated Comey. Yeah, um, fuck Comey. Uh, so October twenty eighth, FBI Director James Comey reopens the Clinton email investigation. Oh, okay. October thirtieth, Senate Democratic Leader Harry Reid, Nevada, <laughs> whoop, 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 silver state, you, Battleborn. K- <laughs> He sends a letter to the FBI criticizing FBI Director James Comey and his failure to disclose that his office possessed quote explosive information about close ties and coordination between Donald Trump, his advisors, and the Russian government.
1: Ooh. And then we have October 31st. Halloween. The most yeah. it's like the most normal day of the year. Just kidding.
0: It it would have been. <laughs> it it had the potential.
1: Yeah. This is like when the witch hunt started, right? Get yeah. it? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Halloween. All right. The Obama White House red phones another warning to Russia. They love those warnings. Yes. Trump praises Comey for reopening the Hillary Clinton email investigation. Nice. Then we have November 6th. Comey closes investigation into Clinton email investigation again. So it's like I, a I, week.
1: I, I, <laughs> I think Comey is just actually addicted to the process of opening and closing investigations. <laughs> Maybe he just enjoys all the paperwork involved or something. I don't know. Oh, fun times. man.
0: He is the, the true bureaucrat. <laughs> Hi, my name is Comey. And And I love red tape Hi, Comey It's just the entire government bureaucratic apparatus in a giant meeting And so The big one November 8th, 2016 Donald Trump wins the presidential election
1: And we fade to black We do (laughs) Collectively
0: What did you do? Where were you?
1: Ah So I was at work, I was working at Barnes & Noble at the time, and I was checking on the stores, you know, sneak, sneak, I was checking on their computers, Mm. you know, I was looking, sorry, I can't help you find that red book you're looking for, whatever. (laughs) So I'm looking at the computer, I'm watching it. Barnes & Noble is truly the front lines of the deep state. Yes.
0: Making sure they're not getting the books that they need. That's true.
1: Yes, I mean, if you go into any Barnes & Noble right now, make sure and go to the current affairs aisle and check. You'll see many, many books that people don't like flipped upside down. (laughs) Oh, man. On tables, flipped upside down. If that's a Hillary, it works both sides, Trump or Hillary. Yeah. Yep. I remember. There was equal opportunity flipping of the books. Equal opportunity flipping. What about you? Where were you at? Do you remember?
0: I was at a election party that I was holding. Ah, yep. I take it seriously. Yep. I love watching nice.
1: it. I did not ask off. I clearly didn't.
0: I remember we at one point went out to the store to get more like um, party accoutrements. Yes. And I remember the because 538 had the sliding kind of prediction scale on their website. And right. that was kind of when it started. Yeah, that was kind of the beginning of the end, so to speak, because it started fairly positive.
1: Yeah, uh, I did. For, I remember uh, that. Yep. Um. And then yeah, I got need and got a little nauseous.
0: <clears throat> yep. Lots Good of times. gnashing of teeth. Lots of lamentations of the men and women. Equal opportunity lamentation. Um. Yeah. And revelations.
1: Yep, yep. Bringing it back. Bringing it there.
0: So yeah. So that is where we'll stop this episode, and we'll continue on our next uh, episodes in this series. Um, yes. To go through this insanity. We don't know where. Hopefully, it's it'll done. all be wrapped up. Yeah. In a few weeks, it's still and then ongoing. we'll have like a really we'll have a really nice way to end it. But right. that's probably not gonna happen. No. <laughs> and I hope I hope to do more episodes like this in the future. Um yeah. along with all the goofy beliefs and stuff, these kind of weird, quirky events in and- in history, both contemporary and in the past. Yes. So we'll see. We'll see what our our valued listeners have to think about that. That's right. And so, just a couple of announcements. Um, as usual, we are on uh, certain places on the internet. So our website is none You can reach us via email um, none dare call it ordinary at gmail.com. And we are on Instagram at none dare call it ordinary. And we're also on Reddit at none dare call ordinary. So no it on that one. Nice. Um, and if you want to see me either answer questions about philosophy or post things about nostalgia from my past, that's basically what I do on Reddit on there. And that is all. You know, always reach out to us. And if you can rate and review us on iTunes or SoundCloud or Stitcher or whatever means you use to listen to Nundare Call It Ordinary, we greatly appreciate it. And with that, we are done!